Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast with Jackie, where you will hear stories of passion, purpose, and leadership designed to inspire you to live your best life. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guest. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. Keep this in mind. You will never influence the world by being just like it. So be yourself, be authentic, because the world needs you. Now let's hear from our guest. I am very, very excited about my guest today. We have DJ Eitzen, who is going to talk to us about leading through consistent turbulent times, which we are absolutely in right now in October of 2020. So DJ, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on your show and uh, just very honored and appreciative. So thank you, Jackie, for having me on. Uh, Well, very happy to have you. So DJ, uh, my first question for you is I I want you to think about something that you have learned this year about yourself that you wish you knew 10 years ago. This has been a learning year. So what's something that you learned about yourself this year that you wish you would have known 10 years ago? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think about how challenging this year has been on a number of different levels and, um, you know, spending and having the opportunity to be in pharmaceuticals. I was in business since 1999 when I started as a summer intern for Shearing Plow and and going all the way through and and then starting a business up about two years ago uh, with Limitless Minds. Um, I always wanted to start my own business, but I was always apprehensive because, you know, you know how it is in pharmaceuticals I mean, you get well-trained. It's the pay is good. It's, it's, it's really, it's a really great opportunity. And so I was always like cautious about going out and, and, uh, and starting my own business. And then I decide to do that. And then, you know, all this happens, right? 2020 hits you. And what I learned is that I, and if I could go back 10 years ago, I, I, I wish I would have started a business back then. Um, you know, I mean, I think about how, you know, you, you, you don't know what you don't know. And you always second guess. And there's always doubt, right? You know, can you do it? You know, um, do you have the ability to be able to run a successful business and, and, and hire and lead in a certain way. And, um, you know, I think there were skills that were there that I had even 10 years ago that, um, you know, maybe I didn't believe in myself enough. Maybe I didn't take a risk, you know, on myself and bet on myself enough. But when this hit in 2020, I learned very quickly all the stuff that I was trained on in pharmaceuticals and that I was fortunate enough to have great mentors. I was actually able to apply, you know, how do you pivot quickly? How do you find solutions? How do you look at opportunity when everybody else is kind of looking back and, uh, you know, at the challenges that, you know, and, and waiting for things to, to become, quote unquote, normal again. And so if I could go back 10 years ago, I probably would have started a business or two, um, you know, after knowing what I know now. Right. So you, you kind of stepped into it. You took the risk and you, you're like, wow, I should have did this. I should have done this a long time ago. huh? <laughs> yeah, well, and it's not that doesn't mean that it was easy at all. And, it, you know, it, it just means that I think that like a lot of times we don't believe in ourselves enough. You know, and I'm and I'm somebody that I, I've always had a lot of belief in myself, but I even think that I could have believed more, you know, and 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 bet on myself. And there was probably, if I'm being very honest, um, 
you know, there was probably a lot of doubt that was there that I probably masked and said, ah, you know what, this is a great career. I can kind of keep going, you know, and just keep working my way up. And, um, and, but, but uh, the opportunity to do different things, I might've not as, I wasn't as open 10 years ago as I am now. That's good. Well, that, that's really good. And I know we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later, but, you know, let's, let's jump into, tell everyone uh, about your business. Yeah. So, so my business is Limitless Minds, a business with um, Super Bowl winning quarterback, Russell Wilson, uh, Trevor Moad, who is, who has been named the world's best brain trainer, according to Sports Illustrated and and one of my best friends, Harry Wilson. And what we, what we've done is we've taken uh, the mental conditioning uh, that they, that they do in sports and how Russell trains his mind in in the NFL. And, uh, and we're bringing that to some of the best businesses in the world. And it's really been an awesome run. I mean, you think about our, our company, um, you know, we, we've built a business that, you know, we have, we have the content. Trevor is one of the best teachers in the world around mental conditioning. We have somebody that u- utilizes the content at a very high level with, with Russell and, and some of the best teams that Trevor has been able to work with. And then we have Harry and myself, who are kind of like the, the normal guys, right? We've, we've done the intern role, we've done the training role and, and led at a local, regional, and national level. But what it gives us is the ability to be able to say, what does this company want? How is this training different? How does it stay sticky? You know, um, you know what, what type of substance can we, can we bring to the table to help people, leaders, uh, and, and individuals show up as the best version of themselves from a mental uh, you know, standpoint. And what we've been able to do is take our training and use it as a foundational piece so that any company, we can, we can say, how do you show up the best version of yourself from a mental perspective? And whether it's adversity, challenge, change, pressure that comes on, um, you're able to handle that in a certain way. And we help people and teams develop a blueprint to be able to do that. That's, that's excellent. And, and DJ, I know that you have been a leader yourself, but obviously, like you just mentioned, you guys have the honor and privilege of working with a number of different leaders. So yeah. when, when you hear of um, good leadership, what does that look like to you? What yeah. does good leadership look like to you? Yeah. So I, I think that like, when I think of leadership, like I think it's the ability to influence people to a common goal, right? In order to do that, though, you, you have to be someone that can build trust um, across your team. If you don't have a team that trusts you and, and, and you're not somebody that's trustworthy, it's going to be very difficult to influence them. And so, and so any team that I'm leading, we, we, we try to do it on a strong foundation of trust. I'll give you an example of something that we do that helps build trust. Uh, and, and actually we learned this, um, I kind of got this idea, at least the concept from our friends over at Johnson and Johnson, I was at one of their meetings and I saw that they had this gratitude board and everybody would put something that they were thankful for. They take a little sticky note, throw it on the gratitude board. And I thought that was fascinating. Cause I'm like, wow, they, they really have, sh- they, they really are showing that, that this is something that's important to them. And so I started to think, how can I incorporate that into our business? Um, and, and what, one of the things we did is we, we, at, at the beginning of every single one of our live kind of teleconferences, zoom calls, we start out, everybody goes around the horn and says what they're thankful for, for the day. And so we do that every day. I get to hear what what's important essentially to the my teammates and and you know the people that I work with and that that builds up a certain amount of trust that like as you're going through it it's it's more than just you know like in, you're in pharmaceuticals it's much more than just numbers and results i mean there's so many things that um you know so many things that are important to the individuals that are on our teams and so we need to we need to be very intentional 
about finding out what those are so that somebody is willing to A, trust us and B, really follow our direction when we're trying to influence them towards a goal. So I, I would say that, that that's something that's extremely important. The, the second thing I would say is, you know, I think as for me, one of the things that have helped me be a, 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 you know, a good leader is the ability to encourage, you know, and if you look at how that word is broken down and I'm really, I'm really fascinated with like words just in general, but to put somebody in to courage, right. Encourage. And, you know, that, that to me is like, that it's really important. It's important for like, cause sometimes you have to, you know, for me, it was like somebody often believed in me even before I believed in myself. That's how I got my first district manager role. I didn't believe I could be a district manager. I had all these excuses. I would never admit that I, I, you know, couldn't be a district manager, but I, I, it would, it would manifest itself as me saying, yeah, I just want to be the best sales rep. And, but the reality was that I was fearful of certain aspects of the district manager role. And then I found somebody that was above me as a regional director and my, my district manager that believed in me more than I believed in myself and gave me some tools and behaviors that I could do so that I could go on to lead more people. And so encouragement is extremely important as a leader. And that, that's, that's kind of been my kind of secret sauce. Building trust and encouraging people um, has been my foundation of, of leadership. That's, that's great. I mean, what I hear you saying, you know, the trust, the encouragement, the gratitude, those are all definitely great things around what good looked like for a leader. You know, mm-hmm. I actually, the gratitude for myself personally, I write five things that I'm grateful for every single morning. And I've mm-hmm. actually have taken that to my team where every team meeting, we start off by talking about at least one thing that we're grateful for, because the more that you talk about what you're grateful for, I think the more you, you get to be grateful for it, more things you yeah. get to be grateful for. So it, it, it's such, it, it sets a different tone for the meeting. You know what yes. I mean? It, it, it allows you to, because you know what, if like I, we, we find out all kinds of stuff, you know, I found out one of our teammates, his mom has COVID and mm-hmm. she's immunocompromised. Like that's a, that's a, there's, <clears throat> there's going to be a different tone at that, you know, during our meeting than to just dive right into whatever I think is important, you know, out of the gates. Right. And so I, I just think as leaders, we miss opportunities to do that. Um, you know, when I look back at my career, when I, when I, with the people that I've led, when they bring up examples of how I impacted them as a leader, it's never about their bonus. And some of these people have made a ton of money. I got, I got, there's, there's actual millionaires um, because some of the companies that I was at where they gave a stock that, that I've led there, there's people that are legit millionaires and um, they don't talk about any of that, but they do talk about the time where their, their, their their daughter was sick and I, and I gave them a phone call or the time where they had somebody close to them pass away or was ill. And, you know, and I sent a letter or some flowers or whatever it was, but that, those are the things that the type of memories it's, it, that, that, you know, um, I was able to make an impact. So I think about that as I'm building my team. How do I build a culture where I can do those things? And as we're going along this journey together, it's fun, it's intentional, and, 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 it, and ultimately you end up getting the results that you want. All the other stuff, the business stuff will work itself out if you have the right people on board. But I think a lot of times leaders rush into, you know, wanting to implement whatever initiative it is. And they lose sight of the bigger picture of what we're really trying to do. And for me, that's to impact people and really have a profound impact on the, the people I'm leading and the, the people that we're serving through our uh, organization. 
Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense, um, DJ, and and definitely uh, I align to that very very well. So I want to go back to one of the first questions that I asked you about yeah. what you learned this year that you wish you would have known ten years ago, and you talked about mm-hmm. taking that leap from being you know working for a company into owning your own company. So right. I want you to talk about you know how how you felt. Mm. when you took that leap and how has that helped you address some of the challenges of today? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, the thing that stands out the most when I took the leap, it was a conversation I had with my wife. My wife and I have been together since 2001. We've been married since 2004 and, um, we have five children, ages two to 12, you know? And so we've been through a lot. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Say a prayer for me. <laughs> All my prayer warriors out there. Um, so, so uh, the thing I remember having a conversation. Now you got to imagine this conversation went on for about a year as we're trying to like figure out and build this company. Um, and I remember, and things were going so well. I just won a president's club award at the pharma company I was at. I mean, it was, it was good. And um, they jumped, they dumped a bunch of stock options on me, which, you know, I had to stick, stick around X amount of years if I wanted, you know, all these things. Yes. And so me being logical, right. And, 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 you know, and just try, you know, probably being way too logical. I go to my wife and I just said, Hey, listen, here's, you know, um, what are we going to do for insurance? I got these stock options. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm moving up, you know, all these different things. And I, I, you know, and basically I was, I was giving her the impression that like, you know, are we going to be okay financially, all this stuff. And I just remember her saying one thing to me, she said, she goes, has God ever not provided? Wow. That's all she said. And I didn't even respond. I just let it sink in. I really felt what she was saying, the words. And, and that week I put my resignation in, um, and he, and God provides. He does. And so, and, and he has, um, insurance, we have, we have insurance. I haven't missed a paycheck. Um, you know, we continue to grow our business. Uh, I get to work with some of the best people in the world, um, including you. Uh, so like, and it's just, it's really been a blessing and, uh, and, and I have the ability to do so much more now and impact so many people more than I, than I could in my previous position. And I really took it serious. Like when I was in my old role, I looked at opportunities to impact people in any way I could, but the ceiling, the ceiling was only so high. There's only so many people at that company. There were only so many customers we had. So this has expanded my ability to be able to impact people. So I really take that serious. Um, And so, you know, I think that, um, you know, leaning in during these type of times into your faith, into the people that, you know, you can trust that, that have the values that you have, to help navigate you through this is what has been helpful for me from the very start of this thing all the way through. Yeah. And speaking of this thing, you know, we, we, we know that whenever people may be listening to this, it could be six months from now, a year from now, but we're, we're in a pandemic. And also there's a lot of social um, justice issues that mm-hmm. are happening, protests that have been happening over you know several months with all of that going on in the world today, DJ, have you been leading any differently as a result yeah. of that? And if so, share how you have been leading differently. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the thing that I've done, it's, it's, it's two different things. One, there's an acknowledgement aspect of what's going on. And two, there's a solution aspect. And both are important. I think in the past, in the past, 
I've often gone straight to the solution, right? How can we make this better? How can we fix this? What can we do, you know, better as a solution aspect of it? I think what I'm learning and, you know, I'm, I'm reading a book right now called uh, Be the Bridge. Um, and, and, uh, and, 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 and one of the things that it talks about is acknowledging the past, like knowing the history of what has gone on in this country, uh, what, is, what has gone on from, you know, uh, from a racial reconciliation standpoint or what hasn't happened. And, and, and once you start to realize and hear some of the stories of the history of what's happened in this country, um, and, and, and then you start to put it into context and, and makes a lot clearer what's happened to me as an individual, it's acknowledging that, and then you can move to the solution. And so I think oftentimes, just as a competitive person, I'm not trying to look back. I'm just trying to move forward to say, how can I get to the goal, right? In this situation with race and where we're at, everybody needs to get more educated, black and white, around what has really transpired in this country. Then you can come up with an appropriate solution. And, and that, that to me is what has been most eye-opening and what I've learned. And that's why I'm taking the time to, to read the books. I'm actually in a, in a group of community leaders here in Cleveland where we're all going through this book together and talking about actionable things that we can do in the community to really make, make it better. So intentionality is huge um, we, from, from hiring, how we're building our team, uh, being intentional there, from the books that I'm reading to who I'm following on social media to who we're interviewing on podcast, like we need to have a very broad perspective and a diverse perspective so that we can have better understanding to come up with the right solutions, whether it's in business or life. Um, and so that to me has been, that's, that, that's been on my heart and on my mind and we're being super intentional about it. That's fantastic. And I like what you said. It's really about slowing down to mm. kind of speed up. So before yep. you're making those quick decisions, you're educating yourself, you're slowing down, you're listening, you're talking, and then coming up with solutions. Absolutely. You know, you know one of the things that you mentioned about being intentional about hiring, and a lot of companies are really being intentional about being more inclusive. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there's been this intentionality of companies to focus on gender equality, to focus on equality around Hispanics and Blacks. And then what I've been hearing is that people that don't fit into those categories are now feeling excluded. So how would you address that? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so there's two things that come to mind. Number one, um, why are we doing it? And so I think a lot of times, I think if people are being completely honest, it's like, okay, we're trying to do it to make something right from the past. We're trying to do it because maybe, it, you know, they feel like it's, it's just the, it's the kind of quote unquote right thing to do right now. But the reality of it is when you look at your business in general, and then you look at your customer base, you, you, you have to have your business reflect what your customer base looks like. And so, you know, we get in front of a company like Johnson & Johnson and I look out in the crowd and I see black, white, male, female, all leaders, all VP level, director level and above. If I have a group that's just all one thing, white men, black men, whatever it is, we're going to have blind spots with, you know, how are we connecting with females? You know, how are we connecting with black females? How are we connecting with white females? What, how are we connecting? So like if we don't have a diverse group of people on board, there are going to be things that we miss from just a straight up business perspective. So, so, telling, so, so being very clear with your group why you're doing the things you're doing, there's other reasons too, right? Obviously. 
But 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 that reason should be very clear and abundant to everybody. We don't we don't want to miss things for our customers. Um, the second thing I would I would say is that if you are feeling like you don't fully understand why uh, there's a movement here and or there's initiatives being held by your company, I would really take the time and and spend some time with some of the people that these uh, these initiatives are impacting, because what you're going to do. Remember, I, we we talked about acknowledging versus solutions. The, when you get to know somebody intimately, you have them over at your house, you have some coffee with them, you go out to dinner, those type of things that's different than you, you're going to learn some things and they're going to open up in a way that's going to make a lot more sense around what's going around in race in America. If, if you just go and you rely on whatever your background is and whatever your knowledge is based on your past experience and, 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 and it's very limited, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be almost nearly impossible for you to fully understand um, the movement that's going on right now. Um, you know, you think about it, Black Lives Matter is, is, is one of the movements. I mean, you just think about those words, Black Lives Matter. That's not even that, that's not even that aggressive of a word. It's just saying, hey, you know, I'm a black life. I'm here. I, I, I matter, right? Like, it's not saying black lives are superior, you know, but so that, that in and of itself, if I'm somebody outside of that movement, or if I'm not, if I'm white, I'm, I'm going to want to tap into that to say, what do they, what, what do they mean by that? What is, what, you know, what, why, why do they feel excluded? Why, you know, what is some of the history that's, that's behind this movement? Um, and, and once you start to build those relationships and you start to, uh, you know, understand and get to know somebody intimately like that, it's going to make a lot more sense. There's not going to be so much animosity of what's going on in, in diversity and inclusion in your organization. Okay, good. So, so I hear you saying a lot about very similar to previously about the pausing, but really asking for understanding, seeking out and, and trying to be more understanding of what's going on to help understand that rationale behind this focus on gender equality, you know, yeah. racial equity, et cetera. So really, really. Yeah. I mean, point. and if, if somebody like, I just think of, as a leader, right. Again, we start out our meetings and I, and I hear somebody say something about, you know, they have a sick, a sick relative or somebody just died in their family. Right. Like I have to be, I need to be empathetic and listen to why they're hurting. What's going on there. Right. I wouldn't say if somebody, you know, on my team says, you know, somebody just passed away. I wouldn't say, well, everybody dies. You know, all people die. I wouldn't say that. Right. Yeah. I would never, I would never do that. So empathy, just sitting back and being empathetic and listening and getting to know somebody um, you're going, you're going to look at the world differently. What set me apart when I was a pharmaceutical sales rep was not, not that I could read my PI, you know, and, and recite it inside and out and talk about double blind, randomized placebo control studies and all the stuff that we do in pharma. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was the ability that I would, I wasn't walking in with bacon during Ramadan. Like I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Right. And a lot of people did because they never took the time to get to know people's culture and what was important to them. They never looked around and saw the, in their, in their environment. Like they just said, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm this culture. So, you know, you assimilate to mine or you, you know, or what, you know, so like, so it wasn't that difficult for me. I just paid attention. And the more cultures I learned about, the more successful I was because I could relate to people and I took time to relate to people and other people weren't doing that. So, so, you know, if you can't do it because it's the right thing, 
you know, or, you know, it, it's, it's not a black thing or white thing for you. It may just be a green thing and it's a way for you to, you know, you know, make more money. Right. But, but I, I guarantee in that journey, you're going to figure out it's the right thing to do. And your life is going to be so much more full when, when you, when you bring diversity and inclusion in, like I was, I was talking to my, my daughter about this. I said, can you imagine a world where like, like everything is just like, you know, like just gray, like all the flowers are just all one color, you know, the sky's gray. Like, you know, I said, look what God does in nature. I mean, you know, like right now there's, there's mums, you know, that are, that are, you know, uh, flowering and some are, some are orange and some are purple and like, that's there's diversity in nature everywhere you look if somebody goes oh it's beautiful out it's because there's so much difference in, in contrast so we we don't have to we don't have to be that it does it's not it doesn't have to be that deep god shows us it everywhere so let's just pay attention to it and then apply it in our own life that's that's a that's so great that's a great example dj i love that that's an excellent example just looking out at, at the diversity in the world that that's a great example and also i love how you talked about the empathy and and really meeting people where they are that's mm-hmm. that's excellent excellent yeah so we're going to shift gears for a second and okay. i'm going to ask you a couple of fun questions, a few Uh-oh. fun questions. <laughs> and I just want you to answer them with the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. The first question is, what hidden talent do you have? Uh, I'm a really good dribbler with a basketball. Like I can still like handle the ball really well, even at 40 plus years old. Okay, nice, nice. And you did play basketball, right? I did. I did. I, I, and that was my kind of my thing. But it's amazing. It's still it, you know, it still sticks with me, even though I don't play a lot. Uh, I still like when I go out and goof around with my kids, I'm amazed at how I can still dribble. But I, I used to pound that ball around like for hours when I was a kid. So excellent. And what celebrity is a perfect 10 to you? Perfect 10 celebrity. I, I love Obama. Oh, okay. Obama's my dude. Like I, I really <laughs> love Obama. Like I would. I just. I was watching him speak yesterday in Philly. You know, I caught a little bit, and I'm just like, he gets it. He's just. I mean, I don't know. So yeah, I like Obama. Okay, so, nice. So Obama's a celebrity category. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one here. What is the most useless purchase that you have ever made? Man, I bought a lot of bad stuff. I'm I'm on a lot of bad <laughs> subscriptions, you know, like um useless purchase. Um that's a real that's a tough question. Uh I, I don't know. Um yeah, I bought I mean, listen, I I have I have like I used to when I, especially when I first got into pharmaceuticals, I would, I love to go to the mall, especially before kids and just buy, like I'd buy a shirt, you know, or whatever it was. And it would, <laughs> it, it would just sit in the closet. Like I have, a, I had a lot of those. Cause then I, and I found them throughout the years as we're given to Goodwill, you know, you're like, dang, why did I buy that? So I probably like clothes purchases during like when I'm bored, that's oh, probably, okay. general. but, uh, but that's, that's been limited since, uh, since I've had kids, but that's okay. a great, I had to think about it. That's a good one. Yeah, it'll come to you. You'll think, oh, that's what it was. Well, a few more questions, DJ, and then we'll be closing out. Um, What are some practical ways that individuals can effectively lead during these times of of turbulence? Because it's been going on for a while. So what are some practical ways that you would tell leaders that they can lead through this time? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think the more chaotic it is, racial um, you know, tensions, COVID, an election, 
um, virtual school with the, everybody, like a lot of chaos. And now I still got to run a training program. I still got to sell. I got to do all these things that whatever your job is that, that, that's, um, you, you know, you have to do in your, in your role. So as a leader, I think it's our job and it's incumbent upon us to make things more simple, be very clear and simple in your direction. Um, the more convoluted your messaging is uh, during a time like this, the, the less your people are going to listen to you. And, and at the end of the day, if you're giving them good direction, but it's really uh, convoluted, then you're, you're, they're never, you're never going to get to your goal. So just be very clear and concise in your messaging with your team and try to take something that's really complex and make it super simple. And that takes a little bit of time and thought. Um, I, I do so, sometimes when, when I'm trying to process a situation, I will talk it through, uh, but I have to be very careful not to do that in front of my team. I got to do that before I get to my team because to them, it's like, okay, is he telling us to go this way? Is he telling us to go that way? So clear and concise messaging during this time. That's Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, being clear and concise. So any final comment that you want to share with the audience regarding great leadership? Well, I think leadership starts before you even know that it started. And so what I mean by that is it's like, you know, I, I look at um, the opportunity with this business. A lot of the people we're working with now are people that I came in contact with over a decade ago, 15 years ago, sometimes even close to 20 years. And they saw me working in a way as an intern or in like a rotational position where I get to the office at 6.30, I'd read the books, I'd meet with the people. That work ethic was there when I was in roles that nobody cared about. And so you fast forward and now I'm in a, you know, whatever, co-founder and executive role. Those people remember the Jeff Kahn's of the world, the Steven Jackson's, these people that are now in high positions. They, they remember what you worked like when, you, when nobody was watching, you know, or you didn't think anybody was watching. And so as a leader, just know people are looking at you at all the, all, all the time. How do you treat the waitress, you know? When he's, you know, or the waiter, when he's, when he's, you know, giving you, uh, you know, at, at, at a restaurant food and you're with your colleagues, you know, how do you treat the barista? How do you talk to your wife and, and kids on the phone? You know, like when you're leading, you're always on and you're always leading by example. And so, you know, people are, are going to, you know, it's like my kids, they will follow what I do more than what I say. And so um, that, that's what I would, that's what I would tell people. And, and especially during these times, you have to be grounded and what is truly important to you. For me, it's my faith. And so I can't treat somebody one way because they, they are different political party or different. They see something different than me, a way of life different than me. I have to be able to treat them um, with the same respect um, that, you know, that my faith tells me and, and that, that, that I know is right. And so, you know, just lead by example. That's excellent. You're right. People are always watching you and that it's that integrity, making sure you have integrity. So DJ, tell the audience if they want to get in contact with you, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so you can, you can, I'm probably most active on LinkedIn and you can just look at DJ uh, Eitzen, so E-I-D-S-O-N. Um, and uh, then our company, Limitless Minds, it's uh, think big underscore, under slash or underscore go far. Uh, dot com. Um, and that's, uh, you can find us on LinkedIn, all the social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, 
Yeah. So that's, I mean, and, and I'm also on Instagram with DJ Eitzen and, and also on Twitter too, as well. But LinkedIn is really like where we spend most of our time because, you know, there's folks out there, business people that are looking to, you know, change their mindset. They're looking to get a little bit more information and we're just trying to influence, you know, one, one person at a time, one team at a time. So. Well, DJ, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You shared a lot of amazing pearls, and I'm sure listeners are going to take a lot away from this discussion. So thank you so much for sharing your time, your talents, and your gifts with the audience. Thank you. And I really, truly, Jackie, I appreciate our relationship, our friendship, and and you, uh, you know, wanting to have me on the show. Um, best of luck to you and continue to spread the good word. Okay, great. Thank you, DJ. Awesome. Thank you.